<laughs> Hello and welcome to the What You've Been Watching podcast. I am your host, the very merry, marvelous Mike Dudley, followed as always by my cohort, compatriot, and younger brother. A very jolly MD3 checking in on you. What is going on out there in podcast land? How are y'all doing? I certainly hope well. We are broadcasting live, as always, from the What You Been Watching studios here in the shadows of Dope Campbell Stadium in Tallahassee, Florida. Whoop, 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 get you some. A big shout out to Kesta for the song Always Bright, our lovely intro music. Michael, tell them where they can find us at if they're interested, which I hope y'all are. And finding us. Of course they are. They're they're the legions. They 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 want to talk to us. They they know they they need desire must talk with us at facebook.com slash deadly bros podcast or gmail.com slash what you been watching podcast. Let's do take two. They can reach us at what you been watching podcast at gmail.com or facebook.com slash deadly bros podcast. Or you can search us and search what you've been watching and look for the very colorful banner done by the great MKD Art. And uh, yeah, so please reach out to us, any one of those places. We uh, love the feedback as we do love our legions. I gotta ask, how are you, my brother, first and foremost? I'm good, I'm good. It's it's We're finishing up the three weeks of hell and uh, I was so tired yesterday that I was falling asleep at my D&D game, and everybody thought it was real cute and made fun of me, but I don't appreciate that shit, so... It was kind of adorable. Because <laughs> you were just like, roll, roll, roll the 20. <laughs> anyways. Anyways. No, I was... Uh, I get it, man. Um, but yeah, so besides tired and work to the bone, what's been going on, man? Just getting through holiday season, my brother. You know, trying to grinch it up as much as possible and steal as much joy as possible, and... Uh... I piss all over your Christmas. That's what I say. Yeah, well, um, I actually donated a bunch of movies to the cause yesterday. It wasn't a donation. It was a Christmas gift. But I went shopping for all these movies that I gave out to the D&D group. That was really cool, by the way. They were all awesome, but for all very different reasons. Um, I'll give you a couple examples of some ones that were in there. Tremors uh, 2 was in there. Tremors Frozen Tundra or Tremors Frozen in Hell, whatever the hell it's called. It's a Frozen Ice Tremors movie. Right. It's probably like the eighth one in the series. That you was had in there. Uh, Highlander the Source, the Source which, was in which there. we've talked about. Yep, uh, Clue was in there. Were some legitimate Weekend at Bernie's one and two, which I took because, because I fucking love those movies. I'm so glad that all the leftover movies, everyone took what they wanted, and then you just ended up with whatever was left over. Of course, and they had like Moon featuring the great Sammy Rockwell's in there, yep. which if you haven't seen, is a great movie. Uh, but I will say this in the hunt to get weekend at Bernie's I didn't want to keep one in there I just wanted to <laughs> I've, I've said this on the podcast before like how like the McRib it's very existence is hilarious to me that it's a boneless pork rib sandwich mm-hmm. weekend at Bernie's 2 existence is fucking hilarious to me the movie itself I don't even it's, pro, it's, it's funny I've definitely seen it sure but the fact that it exists is just fucking hilarious the fact that they did like, oh, we're going to play with this dead dude for 90 minutes, and you make it work, and they're like, he's back and deader than ever. It's like, <laughs> oh, please give me more of this. I mean, the first one was made for, like, you know, a pack of crackers and a handshake. Yeah, so. right. <laughs> and then it made him like, $6 million. So, of course, like, of course they're going to do it. They're like, one. double down on the dead man movie. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so it's also funny, in my search to get those, they had a copy of Weekend at Bernie's 2, and I bought that immediately. 
and then had it in that box for you guys forever. I went back to go shopping at the Goodwill. And, and, then, and then they had another copy of Weekend at Bernie's 2 and two copies of 1. So I like just cleaned house on all the Weekend at Bernie's. <laughs> like, well, this just works out it's serendipity style. So I have both copies of Weekend at Bernie's. And Michael, because he's rad and appreciates good movies, was like... Weekend at Bernie's is definitely coming with me. I mean, to be honest, it was the combo pack that sold it for me. I was like, I mean, it's one and, and two. two. So, like, how can I refuse that? You know, yeah. that's that's like getting every Jackie Chan movie ever on, like, Laserdisc. Which like, you did get an eight-pack collection of Jackie Chan <laughs> movies. Right. And a four-pack of Ernest movies. That's right. You, you hit the numbers, man. Somebody walked away with a copy of Johnny Mnemonic. Great movie. Those are the type of movies we're talking about. Each movie is awesome for a very different reason. So, yeah, a lot to talk about there. But um, that was fun to do, man. Just genuinely shop for films and be like, we always try to do a, a shitty movie night when we're not playing D&D. So yeah. I was like, what's the best, most applicable or ap- applicable gift that I can give? And I was like... I mean, you definitely added fuel for the next, like, I don't know, 1100 weeks because we're going to be watching all of those. Yeah, they're all pretty fucking rad. So... That's what I've been up to, though. Um, I do want to take a moment in my what I've been up to kind of situation. This, if you haven't noticed, for those of you who pay close attention. Oh, no. It's more Eagles talk. Oh, it no. is. Oh, I do. <laughs> I can pivot quickly. Go birds. I wasn't even going to say it, but Michael brought it up. I was trying not to. I had my arms. You can't see me, but my arms are in pointing position, but it looks like I'm about to flap. And I might just have to take flight, but y'all can't see. Um, this man said, caca. Yeah. <laughs> I'll spare y'all. But um, I do want to actually take a little bit of time out for those who have been paying attention. We have been doing what you've been watching graciously for an entire year now. This is our anniversary episode. Raise what you got. Cheers to you, the legions. If you hear a little off camera, it doesn't translate to radio. Cheers and clinking of the glass. I will be sipping my finest Bobby Boucher that money can buy. Hmm. Um, there it is, Michael, something a little bit that's stronger. Right. That's right. So if you hear us getting a little limber this episode, that's why. Uh, we want to just take the time out to thank you all for listening. Uh, we're going to tell a quick story of how this came to be. Yeah. yeah and yeah. just so you guys can kind of get the full story. This is like uh, issue number zero. This is like the the prequel to, you know, Superman being rocketed to Earth. This is, this yep. is the story of Jor-El and, and how he decided what he needed to do. Exactly. So, uh, to start at the beginning, I'll make this very quick so we don't bore y'all with the details, but it, to me it's a fun story and it's important to, to know the history of the things we appreciate, and uh, I figure if Kevin Smith can make a career about telling stories that <laughs> he will, uh, we can maybe ride those coattails a little bit. Um, love you, Kevin. But, um, there was a time in our life about three, four years ago now, mm-hmm. um, I had moved up to uh, Maryland, and I was... Uh, Going through my own stuff, I've been pretty open about it here on the podcast. Uh, I was suffering from alcoholism, moved up there to get sober, going through a lot. The world's throwing everything at you. You're trying to figure it out and make sense of it all while you're trying to stop doing the one thing that you know how to do. Right. And it was yeah, very trust me. It yeah. was very difficult. Um, in this meantime, I don't want to tell too much what you had going on, but Michael had some uh, some pretty heavy stuff going on here you know i was i'll tell it it's fine i was uh i was suffering from a a real major depressive bout i mean like you know suicidal tendencies you know ideation that kind of thing ended up getting locked up in the loony bin for a couple of weeks and which they love when you refer to it as the loony bin too by the way i mean listen i as someone who has been there that place is fucking loony oh dude when you have someone telling you that there's an angel around you and they're telling 
that person to stay away from you and you're like cool this is my roommate all right yeah uh, as somebody who's been in one of those places several times i get you trust me <laughs> right, right. Um, yeah i almost had to punch a 60 year old lady just because she was a cunt and <laughs> that's a story for another time yeah, anyway yeah. uh yeah so i i was going through a major uh major issue and just kind of we I'm not even sure what what instigated it, but just we started reconnecting on the phone, just like almost on on like a once a week, maybe twice a week basis. Yeah, it was weird, man. In my alcoholism, I had done some damage, and it was got to the point where you know I needed to reintroduce myself. I felt the need to like take it very slowly with certain people because I had burned a lot of bridges. It's just mm-hmm. being fair. I'm not trying to speak for all members of my family, but there was some. Uh, reluctancy and kind of being like, what do you want this time? So just started very slow and it just started with one of those things where um, Michael and I just kind of started from square one and just started to kind of just talking comic books and movies and yeah. just call once a week and be like checking in and people started to notice that like I think other family members while Michael was going through his stuff, they would call me and be like, hey, can you talk to Michael about what's going on? And I'm like, dude, I'm not doing that for you. Right, like, right, right, you're right. not going to ruin what I'm building with him because for for you to I'm not you're not going to use me as a spy to get information out of Michael. So what we would do is it really just started honestly with us just being like, "Yo, who would win in a fight?" And I'd be like, mm. "Right, between Hawkeye and Silver It'd Surfer, be, or between Green Lantern and Atrocitus, yeah, Re- yeah, Ryu and uh, Nova, what, whatever right, it was, whatever right. it might be." Um, and it just started going from there, and we figured out that it would, we just go on these tangents, and what was supposed to be just a ten minute check in would be like an hour and a half conversation. And oh, we'll, longer than that. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. It, it'd, be, it'd be like 3 o'clock in the morning. We'd be like, all right, we really got to yeah, stop gotta talking now, bro. Like, I actually have an 11 o'clock curfew, and I've broken <laughs> right, it by an hour and a half now. Right. So, right. Uh, so it just kind of like blew into what it was. And um, at the time, I was in therapy, and I had mentioned, you know, I was at this big fear of like taking the next step and trying to find something I wanted to do. And I had mentioned, like, she's like, well, who are the people in your corner that are rooting for you? And I say this with all, like, and this is a very true story. Um, it's kind of kind of sweet, actually. That's why I want to tell you guys. I had mentioned that Michael was in my corner. I was like, I got, I don't got a lot of people, but the ones that are in there, I was like, Michael's definitely, like, we've rekindled it. Our relationship, in my honest-to-God opinion, mm-hmm. hit a point even in our physical distance where we had become closer than we had ever been growing up. For sure. For through sure. my yeah. own bullshit, yeah. through your own bullshit. Like, it just kind of became this thing. Yeah. And I just enjoyed chatting with you. And it was like, we would just shoot the shit on movies. We would... Uh, speculate Marvel all the time. That was the big one. That's right. why we're a little reluctant to get into Marvel with y'all yet because it's a can of worms. Like <laughs> we've touched on it with Black Panther, but you haven't really heard our thoughts and philosophies. I mean, like the things that we could talk about on Marvel movies and speculation and history. I mean, like that in and of itself is an entire podcast, and it will make sense to only two people. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I had mentioned to my therapist that Michael was in my corner, and she's like, "What do you guys talk about?" and I just said, oh, we talk movies, we talk this and that. And her big ability was she would wind me up like a little toy monkey that bangs its cymbals. And I would just start talking and coming to these conclusions. And she would sit there and be like, God, you're so good at your job. And she's like, I haven't said anything for the last 50 minutes. <laughs> and I had mentioned at one time that I should start a podcast with Michael. I was like, that'd be really fun, you know, because we're both consider ourselves the artistic type. Michael, the writer, I did music for a long time due to alcoholism and just my own BS. I stopped doing music. Michael would ever hit this wall of creativity. I'm not trying yeah. to tell your story no, yeah, for you, but yeah, yeah. You're, you're not wrong. Yeah, yeah just, we were both at this pass, and it was like, man, we were both were people that like to create. So she said, "What's something you can create?" Podcast came to mind, and man, shout out to you, Miss Susan. You helped save my life. But um, 
she lit up. She was right. like, you would be so good at a podcast. I don't know how true that is, but <laughs> I took that to heart. Well, I mean, our millions of adoring legions would signify the fact that we're pretty goddamn good. At yeah, we're job. fucking brilliant. We know. Thank I you. Mean, I appreciate listen. it. Joe Rogan can eat my dick. We're coming for that number <laughs> one spot. <laughs> Joe's like, I would have had you on the show. <laughs> yeah, that was the thing that yeah. was holding I'm us s- back from Joe Rogan. I'm sorry, Joe Rogan. <laughs> that was the thing. Yeah. Um, <laughs> So yeah, and so she would kept hounding me. I, I stayed in Maryland for the next year, and she would kept not, not not hounding me, but consistently asked like, "What's up with the podcast? What's up with the podcast?" I'm like, "Miss Susan, I live in Maryland. Michael lives in Tallahassee. It's not going to happen." And she would say, "You can do it by by the over the internet." Yeah, you're right. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, you're right. Finally, to make the long story short, I moved back to Tallahassee. Um, moved in with Michael. We became again because of our relationship one of the best things. Michael is truly, and I say this not trying to gas the boy up. He's one of my best friends, just no. truly, man. Um, and so we lived together for a while, and we just one day we're bitching about well, we got to start this podcast. And one day it just came down to me just saying, "Let's just do it." Yeah, let's just hit record and let's just see what happens. And to be fair, I, I had tried to start a podcast before that had kind of come like falling through. Like I, I was, I was, I, I, I tried to start something to where it was going to be me bringing in a special, you know, like family member or 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 friend or something like that every week and kind of similar format that we have now but it was just going to be me with a new person every time but trying to match up and and make schedules with people and trying to jibe on you know on on movies that we had seen and find the connection was way too hard and with you it was always just so much easier because i mean how many times were you and i sitting there talking and just we would just mention like this is the podcast this is it just you and me bullshitting going off on tangents just at the very least we'll be entertained by it and we can listen to it over and over and over again and so really that was the genesis of it was was I had tried it before it didn't work out and then you came along and was like Oh, this can work. Yeah. I think it'd be good for both of us. And, yeah. And it has been, man. It's been a true It truly has honor been. and play. And I don't say this to be mean, but like we do this for us. We're we're any listener we get we are incredibly grateful for. Don't get that twisted for a single second. But like right, right. this is a therapeutic thing for me. And yeah. like it's so nice to come in here and like, say a joke and not have to fucking explain it or like <laughs> say a movie reference. People are like, What's that from? Like regardless of how this podcast goes, we will always have an audience of two. Oh, absolutely. You know what I mean? Like, I, I still listen, and maybe this is, like, bougie or egotistical, but, like, I still listen to our podcast. I think we're fucking brilliant. <laughs> True confession? I do, too. <laughs> I can't wait for him to drop every other Tuesday. I get so excited. Um, so, yeah, I just want to give you all a little bit of the history, man. Uh, we've been doing it for a year now. Ultimately, we recorded the first one. The, the audio quality kind of sucked because we were recording it through the microphone in the laptop. And we were kind of reluctant, like, ah, do we put it out? And eventually I was just like, fuck it. What's the worst that can happen? We, we blow up and people go, oh, shit. Like, people will want to see us get better at our craft. Right. Let's right. just put it out there. Right. There, and, and there is something to, uh, to this in terms of I think that we've always tried to express is learning and growing with the audience. Like, you know, it, like the audience learns from our mistakes just as, as much as we do, you know? Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's the whole... That was the whole thing. It's like, dude, people want to see us at our humble beginnings. So, um, but man, the day that this thing becomes a chore is the day I don't want to do it anymore. Oh yeah, I look yeah, forward yeah. to it 
like I said, not only just listening to it every other Tuesdays, but the actual sitting down and having a, having a conversation with you. Um, like I said, I've moved in with Angie now, but we still make time to do this. And right. dude, it's the great joy. So, oh, it, 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 it absolutely, the actual recording of the podcast is never the chore. For me, it's, it's everything that comes after it's it. when I, I bail, I'm like, you got the producer credit. <laughs> <laughs> when I have to edit and promote and, you know, write this whole like lengthy description, like that's when it becomes the chore. But even then, not really, because I get excited about putting it out. And so like, I just sort of know that that's, you know, that's the cost that I have to pay. So you know, I also let you do the writing because one, you're way better at it. <laughs> and two, you've hit that's like when you do like the Facebook descriptions and stuff like that, and the descriptions that we post. Mm-hmm. By the way, that's all Michael. So big shout out to him. Raise your glass to the, the eldest duds real quick. Uh, the man, the man busts his ass for all of us. So much appreciated. It doesn't go unnoticed. It's public now that I'm the fucking bum here. <laughs> I just come in here and run my mouth. No, you just rein me in during the whole talking part because otherwise it's just me rambling into a bottle of <laughs> a bullet bourbon. Probably. <laughs> Probably. Look, my job's harder than y'all think. <laughs> I keep this shit as far as we go off the rails. I try to keep it there. Mark, um, Mark is just constantly hitting me with a stick to keep me on the road. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah pretty much. Um, I forgot where we were going with that, but no, it's uh, you. You match. You nail the tone of what we're always trying to describe and the tone that we want for the podcast of being mm-hmm. irreverent and like boisterous almost to a, a sense and through writing so it's much appreciated man so um cheers to you cheers to another year cheers Thank to many you, many many more um we will not bore you with that anymore but on the terms of anniversary i am going to ask you and kind of be a little bit masturbatory here um Ooh. yeah um while we talk about our own awesomeness like we said what y'all don't know is that the conversations that we've had on the air Michael and I have had, again, those conversations or brought up those points to each other four and five times off mic, just in fun, being like, yo, remember, like we were talking about Hawkeye and what I said on the podcast was fucking, when I said this, I still believe that. So with that being said. We are in love with ourselves. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, it's kind of bad, but we enjoy it. So with that being said, I do want to ask, what are some of your favorite conversations that we've had over the last year? What are some of your favorite we're not going to play a best of clip because that's way too much work for Michael to do to go in and listen oh, to everyone. you can go fuck yourself. <laughs> exactly. You can go f- and if you And if you want that, <laughs> tell reach you what, out at what you want to drop in some best of clips, you take that over, sir. No <laughs> if problems. You, if you really want that, ask Michael. Ask for Michael in the subject line at <laughs> what you've been watching podcast at gmail.com. Yeah. I don't even think I have access to that. So oh, yes, good luck do. answering those emails. Look, I can forward them to you. <laughs> Uh, don't look. Michael's still trying to get out of watching. It's Pat, and it's not going to happen. It's February 2nd. Just write it down. I don't know why that day. It's the day of its Pat. You can join us. We'll do a movie watch along. So at least at least I know the day of my execution. <laughs> yeah. I'm calling the governor like, what up, Gov? What up, Come Gov? on. Anyways, um, so what are your, some of your favorite conversations that we've had, man? I mean, the first one that came to mind was... Uh, I think our, our villainy bracket was Ooh. absolute genius. And uh, just hearing hearing your examples and, and reasoning behind why certain people make the cut and why they don't, um, you know, there's the, there's the infamous, uh, you know, what's what's the shark's catchphrase, Michael? And I said, nom, 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 nom. Oh, my God. <laughs> One of, that has become in the lexicon of our everyday, when Michael and I just talk, it's, if we can throw a nom, 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 nom in there. <laughs> It still makes me smile every time he does it. Um, 
Yeah, when we were talking about the catchphrase, what's the shark's catchphrase? No, 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 no. Fucking classic MacGruber. Um, uh, yeah, yeah, I enjoyed the Matthew. Having Matthew, our middle, the, the middle duds as the first guest was, well, I guess Tucker was technically the first guest. Oh, yeah. Shout out to, speaking of. Tuck Nasty. Speaking of long lost. <laughs> <laughs> he was, he's uh Richie's older brother from from uh, Happy ba- uh, Happy Days, the one who came home from basketball practice and went upstairs and was never seen again <laughs> for the entirety of the series, <laughs> never even addressed. Oh, I didn't know that. Just... That's hilarious. <laughs> Holy shit! Yeah, oh, shout out to you, Tuck Nancy. Thanks for the attempt, buddy. You're welcome back anytime. <laughs> come back, young Jamie. Come back. Yeah, come back. <laughs> come back for real. Yeah, and I have Matthew on as a guest to have him be the voter because otherwise it was just devolved into Michael and I on an episode of Always Sunny just yelling at each other for how stupid the other one is about him love, his love for Clubber Lang and how it's the wrong answer and it's technically Ivan Drago is the better villain it would have gotten bad quick So, but I mean yes he was the deciding voice and yet was completely voiceless the entire podcast like how many times would we have to remind him like Audio file, sir. Audio yeah. medium. He crushed it, man. He did what it. <laughs> he did. He gave me my favorite line in that whole the whole two part episode. He goes, "We were talking about Hans Gruber over someone else, and we kept going on and on back and forth." And he goes, "You hear him tap?" He goes, "It's the grooves. You write that down. It's, it's, it's the grooves." <laughs> I couldn't argue with that point. I was like, "It's the grooves." <laughs> that was about the end of my producing credits. Is when I put that whole fucking billboard together, the whole sixty-four team. Yeah. It was, but you put in the work. You I put did, in the effort yeah. for it. Yeah, that was yeah. a great episode. So, um, I really enjoyed our most recent one, the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles one. Me too. I have waited for a platform to speak my love of turtles and my philosophy of the turtles. Me too. For an eternity, and finally, I was like, hmm, if only we had a platform where we could spew nonsense. About Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Oh, wait. <laughs> we have that platform. No, I, I think that some of our best work has been where we do like movie retrospectives, like where we break down Spawn or we broke down the on entire that, Matrix. On that, the title, What's Wrong with Spawn, is also another highlight to me. That yes. is a brilliant title. That was a great title. What's Wrong with Spawn, the spelling. Go back and look at it. You're welcome. <laughs> I love a literal pun. Yeah, that's correct. <laughs> I'm a writer. Of course yeah. I do. <laughs> Yeah, we're talking about the retrospectives, though. Um, yeah, yeah, uh, where where we talked about the Matrix, or then we talked about um, Spawn, and then uh, um, we had the the combo episode where we talked about the Northmen, everything, everywhere, all at once, and uh, unbearable weight of massive talent. Oh yeah, I actually got a little bit of feedback on that one. Ooh, uh, yeah, our uh, Father X himself, our our dad, which um, hopefully he can come on here pretty soon. We got to hopefully, maybe. I don't want to tease too much. We have a we, something we got special. we got something special coming. Yeah, out. if you're all in the works, you all just stay tuned. Pew, 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 pew. Yeah, <laughs> set the sound effect for teas- <laughs> for teasers now <laughs> for upcoming plugs. Oh, if I had a soundboard, God, this would be the worst podcast ever. <laughs> Just divulging a bad radio. Um, <laughs> Welcome to MD3 in the butt. <laughs> yeah, anyways. Before, let's get off that quickly. Um, so, no, he gave me some feedback, and he was talking about when we were talking about everything, everywhere, all at once, and um, some of the other films that we were breaking down there. And that, and I was talking about how generational differences and how we were talking about the um, the participation trophy. Mm-hmm. And it's like people call us the the participation trophy generation when it was like who who gave us the fucking trophies right, like it right. was you like if anything it's you people cuz you know you can't hand your handle your kid going home empty handed with something you right, want him right. to feel better so like right. who's to blame and when he he actually called me and was like I've never thought of it that way and it actually made me really think about like 
I was like, oh, did it make you think of the damage you've done to us? Please. I'm, <laughs> I'm kidding, Dad. I love you. <laughs> but no, it just, it made me laugh for a minute. It made me appreciate, like, oh, man, maybe that was a, it reached out to somebody that, you know, they heard me on a level that I never really have had a way to express before. So that was something I really appreciated. Well, and that's. I was joking, by the way, Dad. <laughs> but not really. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Bring back up the therapist. No. <laughs> Be cold blooded, man. Um, but no, that's 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 sort of the, the the joy and the fun of this whole thing, and and really, why we we sort of started the whole thing in the first place, you know, just to, to sort of bring it back was like we literally would call each other and just be like, hey man, we don't have to talk about anything that's bothering you. You don't we yeah. don't have to talk about yeah. anything that's going on in your life. Just just talk to me. Like what you've been watching, you know, what, what you've seen lately, what's on TV, what's you know, whatever. The name of this podcast is really where that came from. It was, I was going through my bullshit and Michael had his own shit going on and it was just like a moment to escape and it was just like, yo, what you been watching? But, but through that, like the freedom to, to, to talk about movies and, and break down barriers and, and talk freely about our own opinions and, and our own thoughts without judgment or, or oh there was like, heavy judgment oh of course but but <laughs> loving judgment yeah, you're, right, you're right. busting my balls but right. as, as only a brother can allowing the other person to to disagree with that person or feel that they're wrong and still hear them out yeah, yeah. sure sure it's a skill sure. a lot of people don't have agreed agreed but 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 that led to us having deeper conversations about so many other things i mean we've in this in this podcast we've talked about you know traumatic violence and and yeah childhood trauma and and rape culture and sort of expectations of movies and comedy and like we've had these really really deep conversations that all just generate from us talking about a movie that we saw yeah and i think that's sort of a a really brilliant and beautiful thing like you don't have to you don't have to focus on the heavy topics you can you can talk about the the stupid little things that make you happy and then that somehow in and of itself leads to a greater enlightenment like i don't know i that's that's one of the things i love about this podcast is listening uh, listening back and then hearing some of the things that we really get in depth about and yes it's sort of tangential or 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 weirdly connected to something that we've seen but we're still having the conversation you know about movies and that's the joy it's like all of this stems from our from movies like we just that's where it all comes from. So I also love the fact that like people ask me, like, Oh, what do you talk about? I'm like, one of the joys that we can do is that because we do this for us, we can talk about a movie that came out in 1987. That was like, like, let's talk about 1989 Batman. And everyone's like, dude, you're 40 years late to the game. Like, what are you doing? You know, almost 40 years late to the game. Like, what are you doing? And it's like, but still, we want to talk 1989 Batman. Let's do it. Yeah. Let's be cutting edge of everything. Like, Hey, how good was Jack Nicholson as a Joker? Pretty fun, good. Yeah, <laughs> it's pretty good. Oh, that was a, oh, also our reviewing system makes my day every time. <laughs> I do like our reviewing system where we just we just assign random assign uh, 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 yeah. value to something. Like it's uh, I don't know 142 lightsabers. So like, wait, what? <laughs> like, what does that mean to you? I'm like, hey, you know, or or that's equivalent to three million metachlorians. You're like, oh, I get it now. Now <laughs> I get the comp. I get the comparison. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Uh, but no, it's it's been a blast, man. I do want to kind of get back to the actual movie watching of it all. What were some of your favorite movies while we're doing this in review? What were some of your favorite movies that you watched this year? Oh man, my 
I should say movies that came out this year. I guess well, if you watched an old ass movie that you I, saw, yeah, cause, cause, I, I can think of one that I that came out a while ago, but I saw this year. Uh, one of my favorites that I saw this year was uh, Jack Frost. Uh, oh, the, 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 the killer snowman. Was that your first time watching that movie? It was. It that was. Movie and fucking rules. It is so gloriously bad that it totally breaks the meter coming right back around and becoming awesome. Yeah. Like, it's all the great one-liners and like, I mean, all the stupid snow and cold puns you could think of oh. and like great bad, act, like bad acting, but people that are like throwing themselves into it. Oh, I mean, yeah. Like, Literally, the, the most well-known name in the movie is Shannon Elizabeth, and she's the one with the most acting credit, so that can tell you exactly the, the level of, of participation that you're working with. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, but it's great. It's great. Uh, I, I honestly think that I'm probably going to watch that every Christmas from now I on. Told- it, it has joined the pantheon of, of my Christmas holiday movies. I'll tell you what. I've never seen two or three there's a two and a three? There's a two and a three. I think he goes to Hawaii in one of them. I, I don't want to go to the tropical shirt. Oh, Marcus, I know what I'm doing for the next three Christmases. Oh, yeah, dude. No, I I'm would, watching two next year and three the year after that. Let me know, because I watched one for like ten years straight every year. Cool. And I haven't seen it. It's probably been about ten years ago, but like, yeah, when I got married, <laughs> I stopped doing all that. <laughs> it happened. Funny how that works. Yeah, yeah, it's funny it? how that happens. We uh, don't like this movie anymore. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> we, we watch Crazy Anatomy on DVD. <laughs> no, oh, man, I need to stop being mean. Um, None of that's getting cut. Uh, no, way. no, leave it. Leave it. It's a good joke. Uh, but no, I've never seen two or three, so let's let's make it a point. To cool. watch it. I yeah. love the first one. Yeah. It's a fucking yeah. all-time classic. Uh, so Jack Frost is, is... I'm glad that made your list, though, man. Oh, yeah, for sure. I fell in love with that movie. Yeah, like, it's great. From, from the opening scene, I was like, oh, this is going to be great. Yeah. Um, yeah, Killer Snowman rampages a northern town. Uh, so if that holds any interest for you, I highly recommend. Uh, let's see. Uh, I loved um, The Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent. A.K.A.? A.K.A. being Nick Cage. That's right, that's right. Uh, that one was just, it was a lot of fun for me. I'm a huge Nick Cage fan. That yeah, was I, a fun I, I don't have to. And it, it was really well crafted, and, and I think that it definitely shows a side of Nick Cage that people aren't used to. Like, it's, it's, it was great because he was able to feed into the caginess of it all, but also still make fun of himself. Um, yeah, he's... It's weird. A lot of actors. We talked about this the other day when we were talking about the Guardian special. Mm-hmm. Um, Kevin Bacon walked away relatively unscathed. Mm-hmm. Nick Cage did not, but he's also seemed to embrace that a little bit. You know, he, he there's a lot of people taking a lot of shots at Nick Cage over the year. But well, I th- I think he's finally just settled into like, yeah, I'm a crazy motherfucker. Yeah. Like I I'm I'm one of those crazy people, and that's fine. Yeah, you know. Yeah, do you, homie? Just keep bringing it, bringing that thunder to the silver screen. Uh, let's see. What was another one I really, really liked? Oh, I know one I enjoyed watching with you. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's going to make anyone else's top ten. I really enjoyed watching Beavis and Butthead with you. That was a great one. Yeah, that, that, was, that was a great nostalgia trip, actually. And it, was, yeah. it was fun to see Beavis and Butthead brought back into the 21st century and, and made relevant again. Yeah, that was a lot of fun. Yeah, I enjoyed um, I would say the movie... It's not I, that impressive, really. It's not that much, really. Yeah. Um, <laughs> The movie that did come out this year that I'm pissed I didn't see because it hasn't been released in America is Shin Ultraman. I gotta get on with that shit. Oh, yes. I know that's going to be one of my top ten movies this year. Just haven't seen the damn thing. So. Yeah, yeah. Uh, let's see. What no, else? Uh, I would say for me, uh, Nope was a really fun movie. Again, I, I've said it 
again, here you go, proving my point again, me, re- me reiterating something that I've already said on the podcast a bunch of times. You can't count out Jordan Peele's creativity. Mm-hmm. Um, you were mentioning earlier off off mic that you were watching some Key and Peele recently. Yeah, I just started rewatching that. It's uh, it's it doesn't quite fill the Chappelle show niche, but it's 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 a good substitute. It's you know it's it's the Splenda to my sugar. You know, I gotcha. No, I'm I actually I watch that show off and on. Um, still put it on Netflix if I can't find anything to watch. My throw some Key and Peele on yeah. there. Um, the other reason why it's a good segue, uh, we're talking about the origins of the podcast. If you want to understand Michael and I's conversation, how excited we get about shit sometimes. <laughs> like this, the valets. The two valets, when they talk about <laughs> movies. Or like, you talk about the incomparable Liam Neeson's? 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 The Tookins? He's like, give that man a statue right now for, uh, what was it, uh, shout out, um, what was it, the Sam Gray? Raimi, no, the Sam Raimi, um, Liam Neeson had his face wrapped Dark up. Man. Dark Man. Dark Man. I almost said Invisible Man, but I knew it wasn't right. <laughs> yeah. Dark Man. Is he talking about Dark Man's? Dark Man's? Give that man a statue. His whole face was changing. Yeah. about the Druze's Barry Morses? Yeah. Those two guys are Michael and I when we get super excited about something. <laughs> like when a trailer drops, we're like, did you see the, that he did this? And it's like, yeah. Which we translate that to the podcast. So. <laughs> uh, but yeah, nope. If you guys only knew how much of this podcast is us parsing down previous conversations into like, okay... We have to put this into a comprehensible format. We have to make oh, sure yeah. we have to make sure that people can understand what the fuck we're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> Even then I lose track of what subject. I mean, right now we're talking about what our favorite movies were over the year, and we've had four different <laughs> tangents. Um but yeah, we, the reason we brought up uh, Key and Peel is he Jordan Peel obviously directed and wrote Nope. Can't say that Love or hate the movies, dude's incredibly original. Mm-hmm. So I really enjoyed that one. Um, man, I got to give it to it, though, man. I know it's kind of cliche at this point. I enjoyed the shit out of Top Gun. Like, in terms <laughs> of... And I'm not, like, huge on the first one. I appreciate it. Rest in peace, Tony Scott. But, like, I enjoyed the shit out of Top Gun Maverick. In terms of it doing what a movie is supposed to do. Sure. And, like, is it pure entertainment? Yeah. Is the plot absurd? A hundred percent. But it plays within the rules I like. Here's the rule. Here's the playground. We're not going to break these barriers. Have fun. Yeah. And it's yeah, like, cool, yeah. let's do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. The, the action scenes were dope. I mean, whatever you want to say about I mean, Miles Cruise. Teller, for, for the most part, is is swinging for the fences and doing his best. You know, it's... it's you, 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 you know all the cliches and all the all the hit points that they're going to come, you know, that they're going to do again. Yeah. Um, it's, and then the last 10 minutes is just ridiculous because everybody would be fired yeah, they just the the colonel walks out. and He's just like none of you in the navy anymore. Yeah. You're, you're all fucking fired. I will make go sure home. that you cannot mop the floor at Burger just, King. Yeah, like, just go home. You're you're and probably getting locked up at that. Oh, point. absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. You're spending some time in North Carolina. I told you not to go save him, but I did it anyway. Yeah, that's not how this works. Yeah, that's not how this works. <laughs> <laughs> Who gave you the keys? That person. <laughs> Whoever didn't shoot you out of whoever, the sky, right? Whoever, that person's fired whoever too. waved you down the down the runway, yep. they're fired. Yep. I want names. Yeah, all of them. <laughs> You're all demoted. Yeah. One somebody's getting a big promotion that day. That's right. The lowly like dude who swaps the deck. Yeah. But not, today's my day. Exactly. <laughs> but yeah, in terms of just entertainment, though, I really did enjoy Top Gun. But to me, the movie of the year. Be real, son. Be really real, son. Be real, son. It's Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. <laughs> I totally thought you were going to say everything everywhere all at once. Oh, yeah. No. I mean, if it wasn't for the fact that I, that I could watch Kiss Kiss Bang Bang and that movie is still super high on the list, it would be. No. Um, 
All jokes aside, no, it is everything, everywhere, all at once. That yeah. movie is that shit, Phenomenal. man. That has become one of my favorite movies of all time. And I'm trying not to overdo it, but I think I'm about due for another viewing here in the mm. near future when I get a little downtime on one of these Christmas breaks. I mean, it's it's got everything. It's 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 very heartfelt. It's entertaining. It's completely original. Like, there has not been a movie like this in a long time. I mean, maybe you could go into like Videodrome or or Sleepers or something I mean, like the that. Matrix, really. The Matrix, yeah. but like even then, like they didn't have the same heart and the same comedy and the same um, intrinsic intrinsic uh, intrinsic. Put that one on your bingo list. Mike hey. Dudley uses a word he doesn't understand. Hey, don't you take my bit from me. <laughs> uh, it's like intrinsically so poignant and 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 focused on regret and and growing and and learning to let go and accept all that is. Like in in this really weird, like almost Buddhist kind of kind of 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 or 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 Taoist sort of just. I'm not trying to change the river. I'm just standing in the river, kind of thing. Yeah, it finding your place and purpose in life is all. It's the movie's incredible. That, that movie, like I, I weep at it still. It's yeah. And oh, it's beautifully. Data shot is and, the underrated performer of the year. If they do not nominate that man, what's his name? Q uh, Hu Quan. Kehu Kwan. Kehu Kwan, I think his name is. I think we're probably butchering that. Well, that's also what we do here at Watchmen Watch. We Short try round. our best. Short round. We try our best <laughs> to give props. You know what I mean? We're trying our best to give the man his due. If that dude is not nominated for a fucking Oscar in some fashion oh, or function. And, like, and Michelle Yeoh. And Michelle Yeah. Michelle Yeoh's yeah. that shit. Yeah. Um, the Daniels at least need to win for like. Give him a nod. Fuck, man. For directing. Or original screenplay. Yeah, they wrote it as well. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, those guys need to be up there on that board for sure. Um, yeah, that was probably my favorite movie of the year. Um, also, I'd say the funniest movie I saw was probably Jackass Forever. I don't think it's as funny as some of the other Jackasses, but it's a fucking really funny movie, man. See, I haven't seen Jackass Forever, but I saw the streaming... The 4.5 uh, the, the, Yeah, the 4.5 yeah. with all the... Still uh, funny. Extent, yeah, yeah, all the extended and, and uh, deleted bits, yeah. Yeah, no, it's just having those boys back and seeing them do it at 50s, like, they still got it. So, <laughs> um, Yeah, man, those are some of the ones that I, I ran down that I genuinely enjoyed. There's a couple I did not see that I wanted to. I wanted to see the Glass Onion movie, the Knives Out movie. Man, we keep talking about movies we, we haven't seen. seen. I know. Tune in. There's uh, something coming later. Um, bum, bum, bum. Yeah. I, um, oh, also The Batman came out. Oh, yeah. You and I, I was a little bit higher on that movie than you were. I, I fucking loved it. Man. I, I, I liked it. I think that it was... I have a little bit of, of problem with the editing. Uh, I think it went on a little too long. It was you could probably have cut about uh, ten to fifteen minutes uh, out of that movie and been perfectly okay. Um, I also have a problem with it. It kept changing what the third act was supposed to be. Um, you know, like it, it's this whole murder mystery thing where he tracks down the Riddler and then he finds the Riddler and then. The movie moves on to like... Well, they call that the fourth act, Michael. <laughs> <laughs> That's not really a plot structure thing. That's not how that works. You can't set up Chekhov's fourth act. Hey. <laughs> That's, That's what happened. That's not a thing. It is, apparently. There's a couple four and five act plays back in the day. But uh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. No, I dug it though, man. Yeah, but it was—I I liked it a lot in, in terms of it was a—it was a really revolutionary take on the Batman. It was 
it was a little too gothic Robert Smith cut myself Batman um, funny story about Robert Smith and this brings me great joy Blood of, Flowers is the greatest album ever you know, of The Cure right yeah yeah, yeah. No, it's, it's a really, really really good album yeah. <laughs> um, yeah I were listening to him the other day um, did not date goth girls it's fucking hilarious to me that he really? dated tall hot blonde models I could just picture some like lonely, sad, overweight goth girl being like, he loves me, he wrote the song for me, and then she sees him in public one time, he's got some gorgeous supermodel blonde wife, and he's like, you betrayed us all. Get away from me, fat pig. Yeah, <laughs> yeah he's just like, I'm not into your type. I don't know. I wrote, a sound about a, I wrote a song about a fat girl who tried to fuck me. Yeah. <laughs> it's called Not In This Lifetime. <laughs> oh, man. That's cold blood. That's some hateful shit right there. Good Lord. Oh man, no, I don't know. I just find it hilarious. Like, people are like, oh, he's so deep, and he wrote the song for me, and like all of his fan base is a certain way, and it's like not interested in that type. <laughs> uh, I just find it funny, whatever. Um, so, y'all, with all that being said, I'm sure y'all thought that I probably buried the lead even more. Here is the reason why people have been tuning in for the last 365 days, the last 26 or 27 episodes. My brother, the people, want to know, without further ado, I'm not going to drum roll because it's really bad for audio. We need to know what you've been watching, my guy. Full confession, I've never seen a movie before in my life. Oh, shit. (laughs) Oh, shit. Almost 41 minutes in, and then we get the question. Okay. It's a new record. Wow. Okay. Wow. Uh... Well, been uh, trying to catch up on my Christmas movie watching. Likewise, uh, likewise. Yeah. Just recently sat down and watched Dr. Seuss's How the Grinch Stole Christmas. You mean the definitive version? And all the of... Chuck Jones directed yeah. animated classic? Yeah. Sir, that's the only option. Uh, to me, that is. I actually have <laughs> not seen the Illumination one. It was directed by Scott Mosier. With Cranber uh, Band's... Cinnabatch? Cinnabatch? Yeah, Cinnabatch. Oh, Cinnabite, speaking of which, that's one of my other favorite jokes from this year. Yeah, Cinnabite. That was a, a that was a great conversation. Yeah. Delicious Cinnabite. Cinnabite. I just like talking like that. Fill your cereal with hellacious yeah, flavor. Hellacious flavor. Purgatory of pain. <laughs> now with razor blades. Exactly. Yeah, Cinnabites. Yeah, that's fucking great. Um... Yeah, no, that's the only one I watched. I mean, I don't mind the Jim Carrey one. I've never seen the Illumination one, but that is... Everyone has like their Christmas movie. Mm-hmm. It's like to me, that's that's it for me. That's the one yeah. I'm like, I don't care about anything. You watch Elf. I got no problem with any other ones. How the Grinch Stole Christmas, the cartoon yeah, is yeah. is my shit. And it's twenty. It's like twenty two, twenty five minutes, something like that. So yeah. you're you're in and out, and there's great songs and the the, the classic Dr. Seuss rhyme scheme of of just nonsensical words that somehow all mesh together very well. Plus, directed by Chuck Jones. I mean, the guy gave us, you know, the Barber Hare of Seville and what's Opera Doc and so much Tom and Jerry and all the classics, you know. like He's that dude, man. It's it's literally great animation meets great storytelling meets great voice acting meets classic songs. I mean, you basically all you get is, you know, Wahoo, Dores, Wahoo. Yeah. And then you get, you know, you're a mean one, Mr. Grinch. Sung by Tony the Tiger, by the way. This That's is a bit right. of trivia for you. That's right. The original Tony the Tiger. Yeah. 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 And narrated by Boris Karloff. You know what they say in Japan about their great, you know, the, the motto for Frosted Flakes to Tony the Tiger? You know what it they're is in Japan? They're great, No. Oh. They go, nom, 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 nom. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's actually, mm, bra. Yeah. <laughs> 
Is it really? Yeah, I saw that on a Dragon Ball. Bro. I had a taped Dragon Ball Z movie from Japan that I got at the Cosmic Cat. Big shout out. I taped it over the TV special that they had. And they had, a, <laughs> they had a Frosted Flakes commercial. And he goes, Mbra! And I was like, that's what's up. <laughs> but I had to set you up for the num num num. But no, dude, the cartoon is the definitive one, man. The, the song is brilliant. Everything that's added to that movie in terms of stretching the plot, like all the animations with Max and everything like that when yeah. they're going downhill. There's no dialogue, there's any, but it stretches it to the perfect 22 minutes that you oh, yeah, need for yeah. commercial breaks. And, and it tells a great story, like you, something that was never in the original story about the relationship with Max and the Grinch, and like Chuck Jones managed to, to pull that taffy and, and create this wonderful tapestry of, of a story in terms of like this semi-abusive relationship that yeah, yeah. all of a sudden comes full circle and then he loves the dog and it's, yeah. The whole heist that he does on the town is like, they just sing the song and then they just show like there's only like a page or two of that in the book and right. they, they obviously touch those things but like the way he's slinking around the way I love that when he's when he's slinking like a snake yeah. across the, the <laughs> yeah. presents in the trees it's just brilliant when he first gets the idea how to steal Christmas and he has he that the smile yes. and it just keeps going and going and his hair curls out yeah. and oh it's just this beautiful um, yeah this beautiful animation sequence when he when he's talking about uh, uh, Chuck Jones does this thing where he where he does a close up of of the Grinch and he's saying and then they'll sing 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 and you can see like his disconnected and grimy teeth and like his mouth just moves on every single syllable like it's perfect yeah. it's perfectly sequenced it's, and, it's a masterpiece let's just yeah. call it what it is. it's a it's an absolute masterpiece yeah yeah um, no, that's my jam though. Like, I wasn't trying to cut you off there. I just meant like, no, no, I, I, I don't know what else to call it. I'm just like, it is an absolute masterpiece, and it should be watched for all generations to come. And that is my definitive like Christmas tale, dude. Yeah, and yeah. It came with that present, so boxes, so packages, boxes, packages, so bags. Yeah. Came without ribbons. Yeah, that that dude rules. Yeah, um, Boris Karloff. I mean, come yeah. on. Sung by Tony the Tiger. <laughs> uh, let's see. After that, I saw... Uh, oh, Austin Powers Gold Member. It's not really Christmassy, is it? No, but it's one that I saw. <laughs> <laughs> a true one you've been watching episode. Oh, yeah, no. I, I, I like the Austin Powers trilogy. I do. It's it. You can tell that it's all the recycled jokes that didn't make the first cut of the movie. I mean, they they use they use a Austin Powers silhouette pissing into somebody's mouth joke three times in the movie, and it just loses its luster every single time. Um, you know, it's fine. It's 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 not great. I think Beyonce does a does a really good job in terms of her debut. Um, but was it Foxy Cleopatra? Foxy Cleopatra. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, it's it, again. It's just it's the same old tired characters, but just all the jokes that weren't really funny in the first in the first movie. So I don't know. I like those movies in the sense of like they're just so silly and over the top. They and, are, and like you you know what you're getting, and it's just like it, it seems like everybody that's doing it is having a lot of fun. And oh yeah. Sometimes my... that stuff translates via the camera. You're like, oh, they're having a blast making this movie. Like sure, sure, but. But you can definitely tell that, like, the cut that made the movie was the one where Mike Myers was just rambling, saying stupid shit that came mm-hmm. to his mind. Um, Michael Caine looks like he's having a good a good time, and, and, and he's really dedicated to the craft, but I think he's the only one that took it seriously. Yeah, it's um, Michael Caine. Of course. Uh, 
you know, except for Jaws 3, The Revenge, but we don't talk yeah. about that one. I think it's Jaws 4. Jaws 4, The Revenge, yeah, you're right. Yeah. yeah, 3 was at SeaWorld. Yeah, it was. Man, yeah. No, I, Dennis Quaid. Yeah, it was. I dig those movies, though, man. I like the Austin Powers franchise. I like Seth Green, too. He's pretty funny in that. Of course, of course. <laughs> the first one's still nothing tops, though, man. Like, if you weren't alive when those movies came out, and, like, it was kind of like when, like, the, the Rick James sketch came out, and, like... Mm-hmm. Or like the when Chappelle did the Lil John sketch and everyone's like, what yeah like everyone oh behave like everyone's worst Austin Powers impressions lasted for like a year and a half that oh, movie was even today like oh yeah, yeah dude it's finally started to die down but it was no like, no 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 oh man pay was, attention say something tangentially Austin Powers related and watch somebody go like oh behave or, yeah I think it's to the point now where it's like where people anyone that says like that's what she said like unironically is kind of like you're a douchebag oh I feel attacked on this message uh, and I don't uh, like it uh, yeah whatever <laughs> but um yeah no I don't know but that, that shit lasted forever I think it came out when I was in like 5th grade and it was everyone yeah. everyone was yeah. on that Austin Powers kick man so good for them though they stretched the taffy pretty well though um what else is on the list my brother Let's see. Uh, after that, I finally finished Wednesday. Oh, the Netflix series? Yes, sir. I watched like half of one episode the other night. I came in late and Angie was watching it. She's an amateur sleuth or something like that? Basically. I it To, to be honest, it's a little bit of Harry Potter meets Scooby-Doo. I'm with it. Um, yeah, that's it's fine. It's, it's a little bit too much Harry Potter. Um... One of the things I always enjoyed about the Adams Family, and after I saw that when I went and, and rewatched the Adams Family one and two, I think if we talk about Adams Family one and two, it'll probably be the most recurring movie <laughs> outside of like us mentioning the past or Half Baked or one of those, yeah, yeah one of yeah. those types. It might be. I mean. I, Apparently, we're really big Adams Family fans. Write us in at what you've been watching podcast yeah, at gmail.com and uh, you tell us what our most referenced movie is. There you you do the work. Yeah, you've done the listening for once. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, so like one of the things I always loved about the Adams Family movie was sort of the whimsy of it. it, it it's, it's very macabre humor. Yeah. Um, like, for example, uh, uh, Christina Ricci, her her character always seemed to be, even though she was very monotone and very flat the entire time, it wasn't that she was joyless. And I think my problem with the with the new episodes or, or the, the the new series is that they equate being flat with joylessness. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. It does. Like just because just because you're not smiling doesn't mean you're not having a good time. Yeah, she's almost like yeah, like. Yeah, that, that it, is her having a good time. That's just how she expresses it. Well, no, it, I think that in this one, it's a little bit too much teenaged angsty. It's it's too much like everything is stupid and I'm the smartest person in the room. And it just, she's not a very likable or relatable character. Um, yeah, it's just, it's, it's, it's a lot more dry, sardonic humor. Whereas... Like in the previous Adams, previous Adams Family movies, like... Wednesday, although it was dark and and grim, she took a great joy in torturing Pugsley or trying to execute people or right. or like yeah she never smiled about it, but you could tell that so there was yeah. there was a certain like that was that was the thing that she loved. She's and in just, this one, she's so just like loveless and so too cool for school all the yes, time. Yes, yes, all yeah. the time. Yeah. Um, 
like I, I wrote down that if she had just invested in a single relationship, she wouldn't have had so much strife and difficulties. Like just a single, like whether it's your teacher or your your roommate or the, the, the girl she has a crush on, I any of the four boys she has a crush on, like she's always trying to play it so coy and so stoic that like, well, of course they're not going to help you out because you're an asshole. Yeah, I, I get it. Do you think part of the point? I'm sure maybe the climax of the of the film of the uh, series, if I was writing it, is the fact that she has to learn how to trust people. Her family's always been outcast. She's the only sure. one that really sees it. Gomez is just naive, and he's like, "Oh, it's the year that like he's so boisterous and like all over the place with everyone." Morticia is very much so, just like, "Ah, oh, they don't understand us," but you know, it is what it is. She's very under, incredibly understanding, right? And Fester's just out there. And Which I mean, shout out to Fred Armisian for doing a really good fester. Armisian, 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 Parmesan cheese. Parmesan, some Fred Armisian cheese. Some of that, some of that Fred Parmesians. Exactly. That's that's your name now. Sorry, you, you earned your nickname honestly. At least. Um, Fred Armisian. That's awesome. Although I butcher everyone's names, so I'm not <laughs> I shouldn't laugh. It just makes me smile. Yeah, but um. I would think, like I said, if I was writing the show, that would be her thing, is that like you have to learn to trust people not named Adams. And she never does. Uh, she like, never does. Oh, well, yeah. It's, that would be my... Like, spoilers. Yeah, she, well, she... I'll watch the show. Her I, friends... Like, spoiler, like her friends just come to her rescue because they feel that... To show her the meaning of friendship? Yeah. that's what friends do. Right, 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 right. Like, even though you're mad at me, I'm still going to help you out because that's what friend but she never really earns anybody's friendship she's constantly always pushing people away like i don't know i i was thinking about like i made the comparison of like me and the coast guard you know like four years of me just trying to be too cool and like i'm so smart and i'm you know the I'm, i was the gifted student you guys are all dummies for joining the military you don't know why you're here whereas if i had just invested in like one single relationship might have been all right might have been okay might have been okay. It's incredibly introspective of you, actually. I've, I've been guilty of doing the same thing, of feeling holier than now. And you're like, oh, I'm actually just kind of a dick. And I'm actually, yeah. whether whatever my reasonings for being here are, I'm the exact same as you. Like, well, yeah, like like I refuse to play their stupid initiation games and the you know the hazing and stuff like that. And not saying that like hazing is a good thing, but like there's there's sort of a, an element of like you got to pay your dues to get into the circle, you know, yeah. and, and not saying you got to play completely by their rules, but you gotta, you gotta give a little bit, you know, like yeah. no man is an Island kind of thing. And she spends all of her time being an Island. I get it. I get it. Uh, what would you rate it? Uh, I would rate it. Uh... Oh, you did this. Two snaps. Two snaps. God, yeah. what a brilliant... Yeah, sorry. I didn't mean to take that away from <laughs> It came back to me. It was so good. Um, uh, I, would, I would rate the, the ending one confusing Scooby-Doo mystery that doesn't really ever reveal who the old man is because you knew it from the beginning. Yeah. I, well, it is what it is. I, uh, um, at least, you know, they had the, the decency to make it a spinoff, so it doesn't, like, if it's not your thing, it's not, like, ruining the Addams Family forever, but... No, no, I I'm, agree. I'm a big fan of whatever brings attention to the Addams Family and its awesomeness, I'm all for, so... Yeah, yeah. Keep at it, Tim Burton, and apparently a lot of people like Jenna Ortega's take as Wednesday. She, she's very good, but again, it's just, it's your not Her take my, on it's kind of... Yeah, yeah, it's not my flavor of Kool-Aid, and, and quite frankly, just from a technical aspect, I think that they spend a lot of... They spend way too much time just trying to fill space. Like there's, there's, 
an episode where they do like a like a Charlie Brown canoe race episode kind of thing, but the whole canoe race doesn't really matter. It's just a, a plot device to get her to a certain point. Right, right. So that they can you. have a, a milestone event happen to carry on the rest of the season. Um, as even the the they have a, a, a prom sequence that I've I'm heard sorry, about the dance. I, I, yeah. But again, the prom itself doesn't add anything. It's just, it's fun time filler. But those were kind of the things that I really liked about the series was the fun and the whimsy and the, the things that didn't really go anywhere. But that was where a lot of the joy for me was derived was because it was, because it was fun and it was, you know, dark monsters acting as teenagers and, nice. and sort of exploring that aspect of it. And, and then the second that they tried to turn it into this like murder mystery thing, I was just like, I I have my top two suspects and yeah. I was I was right so yeah, yeah. I got you I feel you um, cool well, what else is on the list my dude I think that about covers what I've seen so brother what you been watching oh man um, as I mentioned earlier I actually went and watched the Grinch cartoon as uh-huh. well everything you said hundred percent agree I think it's a masterpiece I will. Um, Give it uh, as many Dahu Doras as it needs to review it. Um, yeah, I give it the full roast beast. Exactly the full roast. The full beast. roast beast. That's a good. I like that better. Um, I've been. I'll tell you my movie kicks of Christmas, and I can get into an argument with you about one whether it's a Christmas movie or not. But I I did go back, and this is not one I typically watch like every Christmas, but it was just there. And Angie and I've been trying to get in the Christmas mood a little bit. Um, watched Home Alone. Okay. Good movie, but like now I haven't seen it in a few years. But like I went back and like, dude, they don't even the burglars don't even break in until like an hour and ten minutes into <laughs> right, the movie. Right. Like it's there's only like fifteen minutes or twenty minutes of that shenanigans that goes on. Like yeah. the, other than that, it's just all set up for that. It's like, oh, they mentioned Matchbox cars. They mentioned this. It's all set up for all the things that he's gonna use to like. But he's just home alone mostly. Like, <laughs> It's like the majority of the movie is him just being alone, being an asshole. Like, he's not really all that likable, to be honest with you. He's kind of a little fucker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, and then the people break in, and then, like, that's the fun part. But I was, like, watching it in my mind. I was like, oh, it's a quick movie. It's like 90 minutes. It's like an hour and 10 minutes in. I'm like, the fuck are they going to break in? (laughs) Granted, it was only a few minutes after that, but, like, he was just now, like, just then sitting down at the church with the old man, his neighbor, that he thought was the shovel killer or whatever. Like old man Smithers? Yeah, or whatever his name is. Like... It's an hour and ten minutes, and he's just now like, what the fuck is going on here? My main problem with that movie, and I know this has been discussed to death, but like, even as a little kid, I, I sit, like, I remember thinking, like, just call the cops. Like, you have a landline, like, just yeah. call the cops. And by then, the Hey, phone by works. the way, I'm, I'm home alone, and I think there's two men that are trying to break into my house right now. I really need some help. Yeah, and like, uh, Marv, um, or uh, Joe Pesci's character has the obsession with that house of getting into it. Like, the movie opens, and it's just him in a police uniform just standing in the doorway, like, asking. It's like, either way, that's not the point of it. I was mostly just, I don't remember it taking that long for the wackiness to ensue. I was like, Jesus, like, let's go. So, uh, yeah, much longer than I remember. Thought it was a quick burn. It is not. It is not. So, again, still a good movie, though. It's an all-time classic, but whatever. Um, What would you rate it? I would rate it. <laughs> you know what face I just did. Um, nah, it's, it's an all-time classic, though, man. <coughs> I, I would rate it... 
because they broke into multiple. I would say three flooded basements. Oh, nice. Three okay. flooded basements. Three flooded basements. Three flooded basements. That's what I would give it. Um, also watch The Holiday. Pretty good movie. Pretty the, good. One, the one where Jack Black hooks, hooks up, up with, with Kate, Winslet. Kate Winslet. I'll say that that is Jack Black at his most attractive. First and foremost. <laughs> and he does really lay on like the likability factor. As much as movies people pick that movie apart, like Kate Winslet would never end up with Jack Black. He does do a good enough job in that role to mm-hmm. make him really likable. Where it's like, obviously there's your suspension of disbelief, but like he uh, he ends up with Kate Winslet. But like the whole time they're in the movie and stuff, like the movie store, and he's like singing songs about the scores and stuff like that. You kind of you kind of you can kind of see it for a moment. You're like he is pretty fucking likable and genuinely pretty funny. But and I'm a Jack Black guy, but. That is him at his also most attractive. You can tell he's thinned up for that movie. And like, combed, you know. But uh, not a bad movie, though. Yeah. Um, Cameron Diaz is Cameron Diaz in that movie. Yeah. And like... She's acceptable. Jude Law is funny because it's like he only has two kids. And like, he looks like Jude Law in the movie. And it's like, this dude, bachelorized, would have like nine kids. Jude Law <laughs> is out there fucking. Like, constantly. <laughs> That's the one part I could not suspend my disbelief. Like, that's a good-looking guy. And he's just like, oh, I've been saving it all for you, the neighbor. That can, like, wrong. This dude's got to <laughs> play in the field. You already know. And he only has two kids? Get the fuck up out of here. Maybe his pull-up game is strong. You don't know. Whatever. Hey, maybe. Maybe. Um, no, nah, that's that's a movie Angie really likes. Um, it's all right, though. It's pretty cool. All right. I'd give it... Um, Two Christmas, uh, two house swaps. <laughs> That's when two house swaps. That means you swap once and then you swap back. <laughs> That's what that means. You're like, yeah, I liked it better by my crib. See, I would have much rather just watched that movie had they just like all put their keys in a fishbowl and then that would have been the the holiday swap. You know, just saying. Hey. <laughs> um, did watch a Huey Freeman Christmas on the Boondocks. That's nice. where Huey talks about the adventures of Black Jesus for Christmas. Oh, is, I thought that was the one where uh, Riley tries to hunt down Santa. Santa. It's the same episode. Okay, okay, okay. Dear Santa, use a bitch. I won't say the rest, but yeah. um, great episode. You're going to pay what you You're going to pay what you will. I didn't want the whole car. I just wanted the rims with the car. When he was in the hood, where was you? Yeah. I'm coming for that ass, Santa. Yeah. Great episode. I love when he explains that, uh, Huey explains to Granddad, that he's like the the roots of Christmas, and he's like the three wise men would have not been out in the desert in December nights. It's way too cold for that. And he's like explains that Christmas. He's like it's a pagan holiday, and if Jesus exists, he's probably mad at you for celebrating it. <laughs> and then he goes, and right then he's talking about the the history of Christmas, and it just does the Charlie Brown wah 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 wah. <laughs> it cuts to Granddad, and he's like Huey's like. Granddad, let's explain to you the, the origins of Christmas. He's like, I know Huey, but it was boring. <laughs> Classic John Witherspoon. I know Huey, but it was, it was boring. <laughs> Classic John Witherspoon. Rest That's in peace. Great. After that, I doubled down on the one movie that another one I must watch every Christmas. Big shout out to John Witherspoon on this one. I think you know where I'm going. Uh, Friday After Next? Yep. yep. Yeah, with money. Motherfucking Mike. That movie is so different. Like the first stand back now, holding a monster oh, here, yeah. working with a monster one at a time, playboy. Um, Cat Williams is. Really, I am a boy, Damon. We are not in prison anymore. <laughs> might need to shave. Might need to shave somebody else. I can't shave my face, and if anybody ever passes me a razor for any reason, like hey, we pass me that, or for whatever reason I'm moving it, or I see somebody with a razor in the hand, <laughs> I have to say, 
Might not know. Might not know, and I might need this. Might need to shave. Might need to shave somebody else. I do it all the time. I can't help myself. It's to the point now, and I was making this joke with Michael the other day. I think instead of just saying the movie reference, I'm just going to say the name of the movie, and I'm going to come across like I have Tourette's in the moment. I'm just going to be like in a quiet moment, like, uh, The Godfather. And they'll be like, what? I'll be like, listen, I could make the movie reference, and then you're going to question it. I'm going to spend 20 minutes trying to explain the movie reference. It's just easier if I just say if the I just movie. just say the movie's name in this And movie. then you can do your own fucking you research. Go, oh, yeah, I'm a fan of that. If I'm at a, if I'm at a, a uh, uh, fast food restaurant and somebody orders a large soda, I can go, Super Troopers. Yeah. And they go, oh, I know that reference. You go, see how much time I just saved? <laughs> yeah. It's like, golly, cut me some fucking slack here. But yeah. Um, Friday After Next, though, is my shit. Um that movie, like the first Friday, is by far like the best movie. It's oh, one of my course. favorite independent movies of all time, or like low budget films of all time. But um, two is a little bit of a miss. Three is just a series of like, hey, I got an idea for a scene. Yeah, okay, yeah. it's like a series of scenes that are yeah. very loosely tied together. It's like Black SNL or something like that. Yeah, pretty much. It's like oh, and then they get robbed, and then they have the, the chase scene where the people are chasing them, and then uh, this happens, and this happens, and it's just a bunch of shit right, piled right. on. But I love that fucking movie. Cat Williams is hilarious in it. I fuck with Mike Epps in that movie too. Mm-hmm. Don't nobody want to see see you do the James Brown in those pants. <laughs> I swear, top flight security. The world needs security. Not just the city, but the world, Craig. All that shit comes from there. Um, great movie. Great movie. That's where Donna, 1130, pimp in distress. When he's calling out codes for Donna to come get him. Classic, classic Christmas movie. Love it, love it, love yeah, it. Terry Crews is in there. Terry Crews yeah. is Damon. He ruined the song, um, the Tupac song. However you want it. How do you feel coming up as a brother in the cash game, living in the fast? The scene where he dances to that song. Up and down like a roller coaster. <laughs> <laughs> He's sitting there dancing to it. Tupac, you finer than a motherfucker. Ooh. <laughs> Terry Crews has been very adamant that uh, his character, Damon, in that movie, is not, and I'm just using his word, that he is not a homosexual. He is not a gay man. He is just institutionalized, and he just got out, and he has not changed his ways yet. <laughs> I don't know why that was important for Terry Crews to say. But I just want to go on the record with him of saying that. Maybe he's changed his mind since I've said that. It's just like Clifton Powell also says a line in that movie that I cannot repeat. But he comes in the door, and he yells, Merry Christmas. And he's in this awesome suit. And he's like, Merry Christmas from Pinky. And he throws his arms up in the air, and I have that scene locked in my brain forever. The <laughs> artwork that I have on my Facebook profile, it's just brilliant. It's not Christmas till I hear Pinky yell what he yells. Right. You, if you know the movie, you know what I'm talking about. So, one of my favorite, just, it's, it's officially Christmas when I hear that. Put it in the comments below. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Some of you. you know, so, yeah. Some of you have yeah, permission. Some of you have permission, yeah. Um, also watch, and this is a big argument, a big point of contention. Watch Step Brothers again. Oh, I give mm, Friday After Next um, a grade D at the Holy Money Donut Chop. Oh, nice. That's what I did. See what I did there? There you go. Yeah, it's a grade D for food inspection <laughs> at the Holy Holy Moly Donut Shop. It's also, I'm going to keep going with these references. Yeah, you've opened the floodgates. <laughs> Anytime I say the word big ass like that, like two big ass German shepherds. <laughs> Gonna get flashlights, tasers, all that. Two big ass German shepherds, all that shit. <laughs> Anyways, um, the other movie I watch Christmas related, and some people say it's not a Christmas movie. I to them say, shut up. 
Give me another reason. <laughs> to them I say. Shut up. Shut up. You shut up. You bah humbug your bitch ass somewhere else. Um, I watched Step Brothers again. Yeah. For like the 10,000th time. Which is probably not that far as a stretch for how many times I've seen that movie. It is advertised on Hulu and other streaming services as a Christmas movie with their other Christmas movies. Uh-huh. To me, it's a Christmas movie. Okay. I understand. I'm not going to get into it. But if you don't agree with me, I'm going to tell you something. First off, you're wrong. <laughs> and second off, even if you're right, I don't care. I don't care. <laughs> I'm still watching every Christmas. I fucking love that movie. It is probably, now if I'm being honest with myself, it has become a movie like Ladies Man and The Pest and Half-Baked and Mallrats in the fact that I have seen it an ungodly amount of times mm-hmm. that I can probably I could probably rest that movie and nobody nobody in the world could see it for ten years and then in ten years from now I could probably recite forty percent of that movie off the top of my head really close <laughs> to word for word like it is ingrained in there I love how you just came up with like forty percent forty percent it's a real number I've done the math look you can trust your boy here to do the math <laughs> the research in the field right. Um, yeah, I, I love Step Brothers, man. I won't burden y'all with the quotes like I did from, but man, that is a movie that like certain. I'm see, I always do this. I always say I'm not going to quote it, and then I just quote it. Go back and I wish I had a, a sizzle reel of me just, doing this. Just get it out of your system. Vomit down the fairway, bitches. And it's like if we're at a gathering, and Michael and I. This is where one of my initial quotes came from. There was a time we were gathered for Christmas. And my dad and Michael um, both fancied themselves conversationalists and also the smartest person in the room. <laughs> the problem is, is when both of them are in the room, sometimes neither one of them will yield. <laughs> and now me, I'm very simple on Christmas. I want to open my gifts. I want to talk some shit. I want to maybe play some board games and bounce bug about it there. Right. Michael and my dad were in the middle of a conversation, very heated about commas and the use of commas <laughs> and how often one <laughs> can use commas. And I remember looking around the room and I looked at... Uh, my brother's girlfriend, Adrian, and I remember looking at all the other members of there, and I just yelled out, I put liquid paper on a bee, and it died, and no one knew what I was talking about, but yet somehow Adrian laughed, and she was like, I don't know what that's from, but I was fucking perfect timing, <laughs> and that is from Step Brothers, and so now anytime, once I made that public knowledge about how I don't know what anyone else is talking about, I just yell that if the conversation goes on forever and I'm not a part of it. It's my way of just inserting myself and changing the subject. Very put liquid rudely. paper on a bee. And it died. died. Investors, possibly you. Um, and so now that's become kind of a thing that Adrian knows, Michael knows, Matthew, all, all the, the Dudley kin know that if it starts to get out of hand, you just yell that and you can just change the subject at any point. It's free reign to just insert yourself. So God bless that movie for that moment and the ability in our household to just drop nonsense conversations about commas or the presidency in 1942 and all that all the nonsense <laughs> conversations that some of my family members get into. I can find the simple people in the room. It's like a calling card. I can go, <laughs> I put liquid paper on a B and it died. And if you laugh or you're like, oh, you know that you're not interested in that conversation <laughs> and we can abscond to the other room and talk about peanut butter cookies or whatever the fuck <laughs> it is that we want to talk about. So, very grateful for Step Brothers for that. It was a long tangent to get there. It's a Christmas movie. If you don't like it, go fuck yourself. <laughs> the final movie that I watched, Christmas theme related. Um, how are you on A Christmas Story? I love it. You shot your eye. Yeah, all-time classic. Yeah. All right. Okay. 
Have you seen the sequel? A Christmas I have story? Not, not. I don't mean a Christmas story two. I mean the one that just released on HBO. Yeah, Max. the the new Christmas story. Yeah, I did sit down and watch it. How was? Actually, it's a lot of fun, man. Okay, it, it's, it keeps the theme. It's not like one of those things where like you watch it, like how Dumb and Dumber two was, where you're like, oh, it's way too little, way too late. Mm-hmm. Like, it seems to know that like it's not going to come anywhere near the cult status that the first one is, but. It is a fun continuation of that world. Sure. And like the way it's narrated and stuff like that, it's it's very like the tone is very much so yeah, the same. Yeah, it's basically Ralphie is all grown up and he's trying to like reunite the family for like they've all sort of drifted apart and he's trying to reunite the family kind of. Not really his kids he he moved away from that town in Indiana. Mm-hmm. Uh, I forget what it's called. I'm I'm not I've definitely seen that movie. But I'm not as versed in it. I'm right. not like I don't watch it every Christmas like some people do. Um but he moved away from that town in Indiana and Tragedy strikes. Uh, spoiler alert. If you didn't know, the actor who plays his father died. Mm-hmm. So his dad, his dad dies, dies like right. right around Christmas. And so he goes to try to recapture that spirit of Christmas that he had as a boy. Uh-huh. And a lot of the same beats kind of play out. Um, you meet a lot of the same characters that have been in there. They got a lot of the same people that like were in Fargus and, and yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. A lot of them all come back. And it's pretty fun to watch, man. Um it's narrated by Peter Billingsley. It still does the cutaways into his own imagination. It's still... They have, like, little sayings, like, not the slide, and, like, everyone in the town knows what that is. Um, right, right. So, um... And it just kind of is a nice continuation of, um... Of the story. It, again, it doesn't quite... It's not going to reach the cult status of the first one, but not many things can, sure, in all right. fairness. That right. is one of, like, the most beloved Christmas tales of all time, but in no way did I watch this and go, like, oh, shit, they shouldn't have made this. Okay, yeah. Um, it's it's very... Peter Billingsley was one of the executive producers of it, and you can tell that it was approached with a lot of reverence. Like Speaking of, of his producer credits... We're about dude, to get into something real deal. Yeah. Go ahead, tell him. I mean, he he did Iron Man. He hold did, on, hold on. Before you continue, go just take a minute, and you'll see what we're talking about. Go look up Peter Billingsley's producer credits. Hold on. We'll wait. Right? I know. Fucking really impressive, right? Elf, Iron Man. Uh, he did, uh, what was the other one? Uh, he directed Couples Retreat. Couples Retreat, that's right. Yeah, he's a executive producer on F is for Family. Uh, did a lot of Vince Vaughn. Apparently him and Vince Vaughn are really close buddies. That's a weird And Bill friendship. Burr. Yeah, like <laughs> him. Yeah, because I know Burr is friends with, I call Burr like I know. Bill Burr is friends with. Um, yeah, me and Billy Burr was hanging out the other day. And that's the connection to Don Favreau too that got him in The Mandalorian. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, he's a fucking executive producer of Iron Man. So, you, sir, get our underrated producer. First ever award. First ever producership. Under, yeah, underrated producer of a fucking lifetime. Like, shout out to you for springboarding the MCU and getting on board with Johnny <laughs> Favs. Brilliant. Um, but no, man, really good movie, though. I would I would actually really recommend it. If you're even a slight fan of the first one, cool. um, give it a spin. It's, it's a fun romp, man. And the mom is played by the, the main chick in Airplane. I forget her name, but... Um, the main lady in Airplane is the mom in this movie. So, oh, okay. I forget her name. Google that, too, while you're at it. So, um, <laughs> Insert name here. So, um, we're about to do something that we've teased. And we're going to do this quickly because we don't want y'all to marin- marinate on our own idiocy. We have teased this next segment we're about to do off and on. Oh, it's finally time. It's finally time. Brand new year. New confessions. Starting anew. We have fresh white snow. Yep, and we are about to trudge all. We're about to trudge all over your brand new fresh carpets. We have worked so hard 
to become your leading authority in all things movie. Mm -hmm. What we're about to do does not discredit the Mad Villainy bracket because the Mad Villainy bracket and its winner, go back and listen to that episode. I won't spoil it here. Spoilers. I'm not going to. (laughs) It's a certain Clarice movie that you might know, whatever. Um, Maybe lambs are involved. Maybe they speak. (laughs) Maybe they don't. I don't know. Uh, but does not discredit lamb chops. Yeah, lamb chops. With Sherry Lewis. That's right. That's Sherry right. Lewis is the mad villainy. That's right. She wins the bracket. <laughs> she had those hands all up that puppet ass, <laughs> making it okay for the children. Um, so it does not discredit that. But everything else we are about to do, what we call, we've, we've earned your trust. Here is the authority of all things irreverent and silly on movies, and we are about to break your trust. Without any further ado, this is a segment we call the Great Discreditation. Let the discreditation begin. begin. We are about to discredit ourselves when we ask ourselves honestly. And we had to really look in the mirror and be really real about it, son. How real, son? How real, son? Really real, son. And we are have a list of five, there might be a sixth movie on there, of movies that we have just never seen. <laughs> and we've mentioned some of them on the podcast before. I'll give you a teaser for me. Titanic, I've mentioned on the podcast before. Right. Never seen it. Probably won't in my lifetime. I've seen parts of it. I've seen the part. I saw the boat crash. I saw when she was being drawn because who didn't? Of course. Especially as a kid that age. Kate Winslet's booby. Yeah, let's be real here. I've seen I'm King of the World. So I get it. And they tell me what happens to the boat within the first five minutes of the movie. Sure. I get it. I get it. Everyone's like, no, it's a spectacle of visual. Don't care. I've seen other way cooler (laughs) movies since then. Not going to go back and be wowed by it now. So. Michael's mentioned a couple as well that he's never seen, so we're not going to do those that we've mentioned. If you're not sure, go back and listen to every episode because there was never a segment in which we did it before. Available on iTunes, Spotify, and Google Play right now. Hey. Just look for What You Been Watching. There you go. Or RSS.com. RSS.com. Forward slash podcast. Forward slash WBW podcast. That's right. There you go. It's all the plugs, man. We did a good job. So without further ado, this is the great discreditation 10. Um, where we discredit ourselves with mm-hmm. movies that, honest to God, we just haven't seen. Mm-hmm. And this is actually really brave of us. Um, we're breaking new ground we're, breaking we're new putting ground. Our, we're putting our souls on the line. Our, our very vulnerabilities. Okay. Laying them bare. All right, Michael. So let's do it. Without any further ado, we'll go tit for tat. That way we don't just have to embarrass ourselves one by one. Okay. Uh, we can do it together. What is a movie, honest to God... You just haven't seen. I mean, in its entirety, beginning to end. No, like, oh, I think I saw it in passing. Like, let's be real. No, no. So, as big as a horror fan as I am, and as much as I have touted uh, uh, John Romero and and his work. Don't tell me. Hold on. Are you for real? I have never, ever seen the original Night of the Living Dead. Oh, shit. I've seen the remakes, and I've seen all the sequels, but I've just never actually sat down to watch the very first original Night of the Living Dead. Mm. I know all the tropes. I know all the, all the uh-huh. they're coming for you, Barbara. And, you know, but... The, my favorite part of this segment is how Michael and I are going to try to explain away. <laughs> we, we're, we're telling you to take away any credibility we have. And then we're going to be like, but hold on. You don't understand. I pay attention. It's like, no, you don't. <laughs> I haven't seen it either. Okay. I haven't seen it either. Okay. Seen the remix, but yeah, no. no right. Yeah. Yeah. I haven't seen Night of the Living Dead. I'm going to tell you one that I don't think you know. Uh-oh. Alrighty. Lay it on me, son. Be re- I'm being really real here. Be really real, son. This is what we're also going to call this. The Great Discreditation, a.k.a. Be Really Real, son. That's the name of this episode. You, you put that down. You put that down, sir. Um, damn, it's going to... This is embarrassing. Coming to America. 
What? Yep. The Eddie Murphy classic? Yep. The little penis is clean, your highness? I, I know all the jokes because they've been around forever. I'll be real. This is me doing what Michael just did. My Aunt Lorraine is a huge Eddie Murphy fan. So I'm sure that movie has been on in the background at some part of my life. But if I'm being 100% honest, I don't remember me ever sitting down and watching it. I think it's just because it was quoted my whole life by my aunt. Uh-huh. And we were really close growing up. Still are. But like... It's just so ingrained in your I, yeah, mind. I just, that, yeah, I just thought I've always seen it. And I really sat down. I remember when the sequel came out. I was like, I don't know if I've ever seen the fucking first coming to America. Like, being real here. Like, again, no, all the fuck you. Like, all the royal penis is clean. All that shit. James Earl. Like, I've seen segments of it. Being really real. I've never seen Coming to America. Wow. Yeah, I know. Wow. Oh. Credibility. It hurts to oh, do this man. now that I'm doing it live. Holy we're digging shit. ourselves a grave. Yeah. I can, I can hear the legions disbanding as, as we speak. Going, you guys are fucking frauds. <laughs> Little Hack secret. frauds. Little secret. We always were. <laughs> That's why we're relatable. We're not movie critics. All right, man. Hit me with another one. Come on. We got, we got five of these. So... One of the movies that I've never seen, and it's a real classic, and as much as a cinephile as I am, I should have seen this. It's often regarded as one of the best movies in history. Never seen Citizen Kane. Not even a little bit. Like, I've seen scenes from it, I've watched parts of it in film class, but have zero desire to sit down and watch that boring-ass movie. Yeah, I'm right there with you. (laughs) You know what Rosebud is. It's a sled. Yeah, it's ruined. Like... That movie was, was, I learned more about that movie from the Tiny Toons Adventures parody than I ever did by like, just like sitting down and studying the film. Me too with the Simpsons. It's always been so, yeah, it's always been so ingrained into the lexicon of, or or, or into the the mythos of of cinema history that it's sort of, I don't know, it's it's like sort of not knowing who Jesus or Spider-Man is, you know? (laughs) I love how those are your two comps. <laughs> Not that different if you think about it. Oh, man. Um, yeah, that's a big one. But I don't give a shit about it. Like, I've never seen Gone with the Wind. I'll probably never see that shit in my life. Yeah. Lawrence of Arabia. I have zero interest in seeing that shit. It won 11 Oscars. Don't care. Don't care. It's like eight hours long. I don't care. Right. It's being real. I'm, some of these, the reason those are on the list is I have zero interest in seeing them. Just a bunch of old ass people acting yeah, old movies. Fucking, yeah, fucking, I don't care. I get it. Whatever. It's an important movie for cinema history. If you do inflate it adjust, uh, adjust for inflation, then Gone with the Wind is the highest grossing movie ever. I don't care. <laughs> All right. I'm going to break you one down here. I might have mentioned this on the podcast before. The um, real son. Being really weird. It won Best Picture. Ooh, Gone with the Wind? No. Oh. Yeah, fuck that movie again. Let's double down on that. Um, Gladiator. Are you not entertained? Yeah, I was not, apparently. <laughs> I uh, Thank you for the setup there. That was good co-host. Good co-hosting. You're high-fiving that one. Um, no, dude. It's it's not like I never wanted to see it. I saw one of the battle sequences on like TBS one time. Uh-huh. It was gangster. Never sat down and watched the whole thing. I remember it was Joaquin Phoenix being whiny about some shit. And I was Pretty just much. like, eh. And then everyone was like, my whole life, everyone, since that movie came out, it's like, oh, Marcus Aurelius, and it's only gained traction. Everyone, my name is Marcus, obviously. Oh, Marcus Aurelius, and I'm like, funny story, I'd never seen Gladiator. And everyone always goes, because they assume because my name is Marcus, that I have some G-pass to watch this shit. <laughs> You've never seen Gladiator? Like, no. 
No, I haven't. Like, no. If your last name's Kane, that's like, have you never seen Citizen Kane? Like, fuck about it here. Like, yeah, whatever. I It's not that I won't watch it. If somebody's like really into that movie and they're like, oh yeah, I've been to watch Gladiator and I happen to be there, I'd sit down and watch it. But sure. I'm being real on my own accord. I'm probably not going to watch it. Yeah, yeah. I'm just not, being honest. Just not something you're going to put on and just be like, you know what I've never seen? Gladiator. Gladiator. Yeah. Like, if it happens, cool, I'll let y'all know. But I'm like, eh, probably not in the near future. So... Never seen Gladiator. One best picture. Don't care. It's like it's like a glory hole. I'm not actively seeking it out, but you <laughs> if know, I run across, you know, if I run across a good one, sure. And see what happens. <laughs> uh, anyways, hit hit him with another one. We're running long. Oh man, so this one's gonna hurt because I know that you love this movie. I've never seen any Ari Aster movie before, and that's a twofer because oh, I have, I have yet to see Hereditary or Midsummer. I thought you had, this is the best part about this, is I swore at one point on air you had said you had seen Hereditary. And like, I didn't like it. <laughs> I'm going to go back and do some digging. And I will make no, this as a real No, That's not how I, this game is played, sir. <laughs> I think there's another movie coming up. If my suspicion is correct, I'm going to be like, you definitely said you saw that. <laughs> but you, I think there's one on mine, too, that you're going to be like, you definitely said you saw that. Um, yeah, watch Hereditary. I don't have much to say on that one. Yeah, yeah. If you like, it's 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 not a one for one comp of the witch. So I know how much you love the witch, but if you like a slow burn atmospheric sure, horror movie, sure. that's that's one to watch, man. Yeah. And I don't want to overhype it because you're gonna be like, yeah, it wasn't as good as I thought. But I fucking love that movie. Um, I like it way better than Midsummer. People love Midsummer, but see, that was kind of my thing. Is, I love Florence is, Pugh now. That's I fucking sure, adore. sure. I, I I just I liked Midsummer the first time I saw it when it was called The Wicker Man, and yeah. I'm not talking about the shitty Michael Caine original movie. I'm talking about the Awesome Nicolas Cage remake. With not the bees. <laughs> yeah, that movie. Uh, never seen that one, but seen that clip about 8,000 times. Oh, it's great. Yeah. Via the internet. Yeah. All right, yeah, Hereditary. Um, or any Ari Aster movie. Or any Ari I mean, he only has two, so I'm not... Some like... main, yeah, studio productions, yeah. <laughs> but if you like... It's very different, but in the same way, it's like... kind of He's kind of Robert Eggers-ish a little bit. Eggers-ish. Eggers-ish. I'll give you a twofer. Okay. All my comic book love, all everything... You're going to hear me scratch this off. Never seen either of the Hellboy movies. Really? Not a single one. I've seen... I was... Yeah, I've seen parts of number two and parts of number one. I remember, like, two was like, oh, this is pretty cool, and I think I would have gotten into it, but I had something to go do, so I watched, like, 30, 40 minutes of it, and was like, all right, never went back to it. I I will say, of the two, I would highly recommend the second one. The Golden Army? Yeah, just because, I mean, it's Guillermo del Toro and, and his beautiful visionary work uh it, it and brings a lot of the same aesthetics you know like the the, the look and, and appeal of the monsters and stuff like that yeah he's that dude i just i i would say probably that one over the and it has um the actor who plays the bad the the main antagonist uh prince nuada don't know the reference is uh also the same guy that played the bad guy in guillermo del toro's blade 2 Ooh, another true confession. Never seen Blade 2. <laughs> Never seen Blade 2. Seen one a bunch of times. My friend Rob Bob loves Trinity. I think I've seen about 25 minutes of Blade 2. And I was like, ah, I'll start from the beginning. Okay. The action scene I saw was badass, though. When he was fighting like the real pale, gaunt fucking mm-hmm. vampire mm-hmm. dudes. Mm-hmm. A little, like, yeah. Yeah, damn, that's another confession. You're getting a free one on that one. Never seen Blade 2. <laughs> I, and it's weird, I really like Guillermo del Toro. Yeah. But, yeah, never seen either Hellboy. Okay. My, I know people that love those fucking movies. Again, nothing against them. And I probably, that's one I might actually go out of my way to watch, but 
We'll see. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Fair enough. To a year later. Still haven't seen it. Still haven't seen it. No interest. Anyways, either Hellboy. Haven't seen it. All right. Hit me with another one. Let's be real here. Oh, deep. man. This is going to be a big one. This is going to be a big one. I've never seen Point Break. I know you're lying. <laughs> I know you're lying. I never saw Schindler's List. Wait, what? What? Say that. Say the last one again. I I I never saw Schindler's List in its entirety. That is ever. the one I had a nagging suspicion of because <laughs> I remember asking about it and you mentioned it one time when you were drinking. Like I don't know if I've ever seen that. And then like a week later, you were like, oh, "I've definitely seen it in history class." I I have. I've I've seen. Well, he's I've seen, already I've doing seen, it. He's I've already seen parts <laughs> in history class. I've seen I've seen scenes. I don't think just similar to you know what you were saying before. I don't think I've ever actually sat down and watched that movie in its entirety. And I'll tell you why. It's because honestly, in my opinion, I think it's way too long. What the movie is? It's like three hours. No, the actual Schindler's List. It's way too long. Oh, it should have been way shorter. Oh man. <laughs> I'll give you that joke. Please know that he's joking out there. We here at Watchmen watching sometimes have different views of. Anyways, no, I'm really surprised to hear that, man. The The reason why I'm surprised to hear that is because when we were doing the Mad Villainy bracket, you argued against Eamon Goat so well as if you had seen it. You're like, oh, no, nah, but he does this in that movie. And I was like, he doesn't do that in that movie. <laughs> or or you were just you were so adamant that you came across as if you had believed it, or that you had seen it. And I had thought for a moment that you did. And then you slipped up and were like, no, nah, I hadn't seen it once. And I was like, wait a second. Something is amiss here. <laughs> Something is amiss here. So yeah, never seen, uh, never seen Schindler's List in its entirety. Uh, I'll probably sit down and watch it at some point, but I mean, admittedly, watching a whole movie about how tragic the Holocaust was for four and a half hours <sighs> is sort of a mind fuck, and that's, I mean, you got to prepare yourself for that. You can't just be like. Oh, let me just fold laundry while I watch Schindler's List. See, I'm weird, though. There's certain movies I can do that with, and that's one of them. <laughs> I, I fucking, like, I fucking love that movie for some reason. I don't watch it all that often, but I fucking love that movie. Like, Yeah. It's, I think it's the Liam Neeson's aspect of it. Liam Neeson's? Yeah, he's incomparable. <laughs> all right, I'll give you one. Um, this is one. This is a bit. This better be. I just revealed Schindler's, Schindler's List, List, sir. Oscar winning. Y- yeah? Yeah. Arguably Spielberg's finest piece of work. It's up there. Apparently, his new movie, The Fablemans, that's out is really fucking good too. But I haven't seen it yet. So, yeah. but Spielberg's that dude. Um, all right, real talk. I've owned two copies of this movie because when I said I haven't seen it, two different people were like, "You've never seen that?" <laughs> I have never seen Eight Mile. Marcus, you only get one shot. Yeah, do, do not, not miss your chance, chance to blow. I've seen Mom's all the spaghetti. Rap- yeah, I've seen all the rap battles on YouTube and the clips of them, and like, it was just so. So much hype around that movie, and like I think because as a as a person who fancies himself a white rapper, it was like there was this this odd expectation for me to see it and worship this movie, and I just couldn't come around to it. Couldn't I was, get into it. I huh? was just like, and so now every time I'm like, yeah, I've never seen Eight Mile. Everyone's like, you've never seen Eight Mile, but you, but you. I'm like, yeah, I know. I'm like, I just, eh. I'm being honest here. I'm probably not going to see it. <laughs> I will admit. The one to watch in that movie is Brittany Murphy. I heard she's really good in it. Yeah. Yeah. R.I.P. Brittany Murphy. Yeah, R.I.P. Yeah, but now I'm probably not going to watch 8 Mile. Again, I get it. I get the story. Yeah. I mean, it, it's every boxing movie. Just take the boxing fight out and or have a Or sports time. movie it's or, or whatever. Yeah, it's yeah, just, it's, I get it's, it. It's young kid makes good and does not miss his chance to blow. Yeah, it's whatever. <laughs> I get it. That's fine. I, I've seen the rap. Anyways, Michael, what's, what's another movie you haven't seen? 
Oh, I got one. Oh, I skipped over one. Oh, oh. So this is this is an important one. I've never seen the babe. Really? That's your anticlimactic one you've never seen? Because we were demanding to know whether or not you've seen The Babe no. starring John Goodman or not? Listen, when I saw the movie, I saw the movie in theaters and the projector was off, like showing, you know, it was like if the projector is center, this one was about 43 degrees down center and to the left. And, you know, that's fine. I can watch, you know, three fourths of a movie on a wall. That's fine. But then during the, the last reel, the sound didn't sync up properly. And the sound oh, was about like maybe a minute, minute and a half behind what was happening on screen. And it's important because that was the very first time that I ever demanded a refund from the movie theater. Oh, nice. <laughs> nice. Now, mind you, this was like 1994, 1995, something like that. So I'm like 13. So I'm like, excuse me, sir. I didn't really enjoy that movie. I would like a <laughs> refund, please. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they were like, yeah, we get that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we don't usually do this, but um, yeah, we get it. Trust me. Yeah. That's funny that you that's your fucking I can't believe I almost left off the babe. That that was the, the clincher. That's the that's... Yeah, what a what a letdown. I'm sure <laughs> there's another big one that you're omitting that you don't want to reveal that you're uh probably just gonna cover up with the babe. <laughs> Not even babe, pig in the city. That would be a more egregious offense. Oh no, I'm sorry. That's what I meant. Was that the, was not was that not the John Goodman John one? John Goodman, a pig back in the day. <laughs> Anyways, I do love me some Johnny Goodman. All right, you ready for my final one? Sure. Actually, we'll give you. I'll give you one free one uh, that Michael and I both realized. I don't think we've seen Big Trouble in Little China. That's also true. As, as much as I try to remember what happens in that movie, I have zero recollection of what. And again, I remember movie. like certain scenes, but I don't remember. I couldn't tell you plot point for. for I know plot Cheech point Marin is in it, of course. And that's about all I know about it. I remember yeah. seeing him, be like, "Who's that?" And I'm like, oh, it's Cheech and Chong. I was like, "Oh, that's the guy." Like, yeah, that's all I remember from that movie. Yeah, I know Patrick Swayze's in it. Kurt Russell, Pat Swayze, one of them. See, told you I haven't seen exactly. That. <laughs> oh, that's one of them. Uh, yeah, Big Trouble, Little China. Want to see it? I just haven't. Being real. See, my problem is I always confuse that one with Eddie Murphy's The Golden Child. With so a sweet brother Luke. Say. That's right. I I I I want the knife. Yeah, please. <laughs> like not so. Like, anytime somebody mentions Big Trouble in Little China, that's where my mind goes, and I'm like, yeah, I love that movie. And it's not till later in the car ride home, I'm like, oh, my drunk ass got those confused. Yeah, uh, <laughs> it happens all the time. Look, I thought Dominic Cooper and Lucas Evans or Evan Lucas were the same person. And the same guy who played Jigsaw. I thought they were all the same person. That's Dominic West. Yeah, same person. <laughs> same person. I don't know. I don't know. All right, my final movie that I think I've admitted to seeing, but I think I probably lied about it. Or maybe I told the truth. I don't remember. I know I mentioned this at some point. I've never seen The Shining. Oh, man. Yeah. I'm just, I'm being real. I've never seen it. Yeah, that's, again, I, I understand that one in terms of, it, it's very similar to like Schindler's List in terms of, you got to prepare yourself mentally to sit down and watch that. Like you can't just put that on in the background for the first time and be like, "Let me just see how this goes." Yeah, I'm kind of weird though. I probably could do that. But <laughs> I, I, it's not again nothing against it. It's just it's been parodied so many times, and it's sure. just, I should obviously go and watch the original source material, yeah. which again is read the book. It's really what that is. But Man. I'm not going to read the book. That's that's <laughs> an even greater ask of me than to watch the. Movie. <laughs> 
I don't I'm not do much it. reading, quote unquote. If it has pictures, maybe we'll cross those bridges. <laughs> but I'm not going to read I'm it. a big fan of Where's Waldo? Those are my yeah, favorite books. Those are my favorite types. Um, but yeah, I've never seen The Shining. I, I understand it. It's like really important cinematically and cinematic history. It is. Some it people is. hate it. I understand the controversy. People that read the book and are like, I can't stand the movie. Some people swear that the movie is better. Never seen it. I have no opinion on it. I just know it's an important movie, and Jack Nicholson goes crazy and tries to kill his whole family, and they have The Shining going on. Are you talking about Batman? Batman 89? Yeah, that's what it is. Batman 89. (laughs) That's the movie. See, you're talking about getting movies mixed up. (laughs) So there it is. The Great Discreditation. Thus endeth the Great Discreditation. If you could sell me one movie on my list to go watch of those five, what would it be? On that, Coming to America, Gladiator, Either Hellboy, Eight Mile, The Shining, or Big Trouble of China. Oh man! I, and you can't say "Kiss Kiss Bang Bang" because it, I'll, I'll watch that again. Right. Uh, I would say I'm kind of torn between um, Gladiator, just because I think it's it's a more fun movie that you can get into. Um, but I think that cinematically speaking and technically speaking, I think uh, The Shining is a, is a much better movie. Just Stanley Kubrick firing on all cylinders is a wonderful thing to watch. It's a little bit more slow burn, a little bit more ethereal and, and more of a mental fuck kind of a movie as opposed to Gladiator, which is just like, dude gets sold into slavery, wants to seek revenge, and he does it in glorious fashion. So, so now I definitely don't need to see Gladiator because you just told me what happened. <laughs> but also, again, it's Tony Scott, so, or Ridley Scott. Yeah. So Also, uh, you can't leave well enough alone. I said, sell me one movie. And he's like, you just gave a Libra. <laughs> option of two and I'm now I'm not going to watch either because I'm going to be like I don't know he told me either one of them and I'm not going to decide well for it, it depends on what you're looking for I, 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 I think in, in terms of a more rounded enjoyable movie definitely Gladiator would be the one to see but if you're looking for something that's going to really elevate your appreciation of, of cinema I, I would probably say The Shining okay uh, if I could sell you one off of your list The Babe <laughs> uh, man, honestly, I want you to see Hereditary because I think you'd enjoy it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think for your sake, it's funny that you haven't watched Schindler's List, and I want to keep that continuing. I would probably say you need to watch Night of the Living Dead. Really? I, yeah, I've never seen it either, but you can give me the cliff notes. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I get to watch it, so you get to live vicariously and yep. lie from now on? Yep. We saw Night of the Living Dead. (laughs) And I'll watch Hereditary again. (laughs) (laughs) You can watch Hereditary. Sounds like a plan. No, I would say, honestly, man, you should probably watch Schindler's List. It's, you would have to be in a mood, but it's it's a fucking really good movie. Yeah. It's it's fucking a really, really good movie. Okay. Um, But again, Night of the Living Dead, it's like, you kind of already know, man. Like, it's, if you, it's going to lose, I think, I don't know, I, We'll sit down and watch one of these together. Maybe sure. we'll watch Big Trouble of China together. That's a good idea. We'll circle back in a little bit, and we'll see if we cross anything off this list. Um, in the meantime and in between time, uh, we are signing out. We've run a little bit long, but it is what it is. Um, my brother, I truly want to thank you. It's been a wonderful year. As always, Cheers brother. to many, many a, more. been a great year. It's fun doing this with you, and, and honestly, man, thank you so much. This, this podcast helped save my life, and I don't, I don't, I don't say that lightly. I, I mean it with... 100% authenticity. Awesome, brother. Likewise, man. Can't say enough about it. Love hanging out with you. From us here at What You've Been Watching Studios, it is your boy MD3 signing out. And the marvelous Mike D telling you to, above all else, if you take nothing else away from this, go see a movie. Talk about it with somebody you love. Doses. Outskis.
That was a great episode, sir.